Hi, this is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief Spartan 117, and you're listening to Geekaholics, all things geek, and finish the fight. Chief, out. We'll have to make sure we edit that out. <laughs> Play the theme music. Oh. oh, see, I was hoping that was going. So I could have went with, we're going to have to edit that out. And welcome to the Geekaholics, the podcast about all things geek. I'm your host, Charlie. I'm Keith. I'm Alex. And I'm Chris. And uh, today, <laughs> uh, we're going to go ahead and cover um, a very divisive, 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 divisive. divisive. movie. Divisive. I'm tired. <laughs> a very divisive movie. Uh, and that would be... Fucking not Rogue One. I've got Rogue One on the brain. <laughs> uh, the Last Jedi, Episode Eight. So, <laughs> like Chewie eating the porg. That is your spoiler warning. <laughs> Anything past this, and you get butt hurt about it. That's on you. Mm-hmm. Now, for this one, uh, real quick. Because we're going to kind of take a slightly different approach, at least at the beginning. Just so everybody can kind of get their thoughts out if they have extended thoughts. Um, Alex, you're on my left. Uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, or meh for the movie. All we're going to do is thumb, like, yay, nay, meh. So we can kind of see how we need to go about okay. splicing everything well, in Well, I'm definitely thumbs up. But- thumbs up. They can't see that, Keith. Yeah, they can't see it. <laughs> it's not a visual medium, Keith. I mean, I could go get the 1080p camera and just no. string it up there. No, that, that, that's a double thumbs up for, from over here. Mm. Oh, well then. Chris. Uh, it was a meh for me. Meh. Closer to the thumbs down, though. A la episode two. Um, myself, I would give it meh at best. Uh, more on the thumbs down side. Um, you know, and we'll get there. So... For this purpose, for the first chunk of it anyway, instead of doing bad, bad, good, good, let's, you know, good, bad, good, bad, or bad, good, bad, good, however we feel like doing it, um, since I knew I'd be on the bad side, I've kind of kept mine short because I think more people want to hear what other people enjoyed about it versus what they did not. So who wants to go first? For the enjoy part? All right, enjoy. All right, Keith, okay, you're getting pointed ahead. at uh, first, I am drinking the uh, Super Hopped IPA from the Prehistoric Brewing Company. It's uh, about 130 IBUs. It's like 133. It's amazing. Uh, no, uh, as always, uh, this time of year for the last three, well, this year and the last two years, uh, December rolls around. Being in the 501st, we have a multiple night of trooping for the premiere. Uh, this is the first year we got to troop at the Alamo Draft House for opening night. Um, initially, I did not have tickets for opening night. Um, it, long story short, I, did, I never got around to getting them. Fortunately enough, I saw the notification they added another showtime at the beginning of the week, so I was able to snag two tickets for a showtime they added for me and another one of our members. Uh, went troop the movie premiere, and you know, everybody was about... 
a normal anticipation for a Star Wars movie, maybe a little less than Episode Seven because we have had two movies in the last couple of years, but still the excitement was there. People in costume, you know. Excuse me. Uh, got done trooping. Uh, Sam is who I was with. Went and sat on the movie. You know, pops up the starting phrase there. Mu- music kicks in, and it's like new actual line Star Wars, you know, with the theme, with, you know, the crawl with the theme, because Rogue One didn't have the music to it, you know, it just started and stuff. With crawl, read through it, oh, this is great, this is awesome. Started off, and 153 minutes of joy, of a joy ride later, I was super happy coming out of that movie theater. Um, people who've listened for a long time will go back and catch our um, Ep7 after... Uh, episode we did where I rated it about a 7 coming out of the theater and then each night I get, it got better and better for me. This I came out the first night was an 8.5 for me. Um, loved it. Loved the story. Loved the action. It was Star Wars to me. I was thoroughly entertained. The end. That two and a half hours went by like that for me. Um, it was to the point at the towards the end there I had to pee so bad but did not want to leave the movie I'm sitting there like sideways in the seat like crossing my legs holding it because I didn't want to leave to see because the action and stuff was kicking up towards the end of the movie to miss something uh, I did have to relent to Mother Nature and did a run which was hilarious because there was another guy coming out of another theater that asked worker where's the bathroom and we both looked at each other and it was that knowing look of we both were racing to the bathroom because we were in Star Wars and we both raced to the bathroom and then run, ran back to the theater um, no, nope. loved every minute about it. Um, I think we're just going to do first impressions first, aren't we? Yeah, that okay. is. I, I do have. I have. To a round table I do later. have a couple issues with it. It's you know not a perfect movie, but overall eight five loved it. Do you want to go or do you want me to go? Sure, I can go. Mine's going to be quick. So, well, this isn't my whole spiel. We're starting with the good parts, right? No, no, no. no, no. Oh, this is the whole good, spiel. Good, bad, good, bad. So, okay. Keith did a good review. Now you... Do you want all of my things that I have here? Give a summary. Give it just a, a summary. general over summary. Yeah. Well, well first could, and foremost... Oh, how fast are you going to read it? Uh, not very fast. Oh. Well, then how about I go, and then okay. we'll, we'll, well end it with you, and then we well, can the, circle see, back that's, around. That's the beauty of it, because you'll go, and then... I'll, mine's really short. Yeah, mine's pretty short. Because so. my most of my discussion is going to be for the roundtable later, so... Yeah. If mine's really short, then it'll be okay. You have for to Christmas. realize I went to school for film and had, which, had like three years. Which of is why we'll let criticism. you tear it down yeah. and then we'll go back to the round table. So, so for myself, um, yeah, there is one thing I'm. I'm not even going to say curious about. Ironic, maybe is, and it's not everybody. But there's a lot of people if they say they don't like it or they don't like what they did with Luke. You know they. I can say, I don't like, you know, Luke's not my Luke. He didn't do what I thought he should do. And here's 12 other things that I didn't like about it. And all the people that like it hone in on the Luke and say, you need to quit being butthurt about Luke. I'm like, well, you're butthurt that I didn't like the movie, so... (laughs) But anyway, now, with that said, uh, not an 8.5. The first time I saw it, I kind of left and went, I could have done without that movie. Period. Uh, the second time I saw it, um, I went to the bathroom, sat down in the stalls, had to take a dump. 30 minutes later, I realized I had been playing Phone Destroyer for 30 minutes in the bathroom. Uh, went back. They got to the part where Kylo and Luke's getting ready to fart. To, to fart. Yes, to fart. To, fart. <laughs> to fight. And I was like, 
I got to pee. And I went and peed. Uh, there was really nothing keeping me in that movie. Now, Ep, Ep 7, I watched three or four different times in theater. You know, never got up to go to the bathroom. This one, I've seen it twice. I'll get it because it's Star Wars. Uh, now, with before I get into my spiel, I, is this the worst Star Wars movie ever made? No. I, I don't think anything can surpass the holiday special uh, or even episode two. <laughs> now, the way I redeem episode two is I only watch the Obi-Wan parts. So, <laughs> um, But um, let me just read my spiel here. Uh, I did like Post Attack on the Dreadnought because the reason I like that is, you know, we're always just told Luke's a good pilot. We're told Anakin's a good pilot, but we actually see Poe being a badass pilot. Um, you know, the fight with the Praetorians was good. It was awesome. Uh, and I actually like the fact that Kylo Ren is a likable character now. You know, and I actually, I'm very glad about that fact because he was kind of a bitch in Seven. Kind of, I think we called it, you know, had that Skywalker syndrome. Yeah. And then, uh, <sighs> however, <laughs> there are many more things that I don't like. Uh, I don't like how they added even more characters. Well, some of the characters from Seven still weren't flushed out. Uh, the characters that did add were basically meaningless. Uh, Rose didn't need to be there. DJ, who's Del Toro's character, was completely pointless, other than the fact they wanted to copy the Lando moment from ESB. Uh, Holdo was beyond pointless. Uh, what she did could have been done by either Akbar or Leia, or somebody we already you know knew and cared about in the story. You let them go out as a hero, bring Holdo in to replace them. To replace Leia, and there's your general for nine since Carrie Fisher's dead. Um, then I start, you know, when I actually think about it, I have questions. Why did no one else, especially when they were running low on fuel, simply not just turn around and blast through them in hyperspace? Problem solved. Why did Leia have a Glinda the Good Witch moment? You know, some people call her Mary Poppins moment, Glinda the Good Witch, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Why? That's not needed. Why was Luke not Luke, but instead is scared, a sad, scared emo hermit? And we can discuss that coming up because I know yeah, there's varying camps on that. Uh, Snoke became a pointless character, even though I'm pretty sure he's not dead. Phasma still did absolutely fucking nothing. Uh, the villains just weren't menacing. Uh, you know, instead of the cool, calm, collected, like Peter Cushing that we're used to. You may fire when ready. That's pretty menacing. Instead, we get people that are basically just throwing fits. Fire, 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 more, more, more. That's not menacing. That's a junior high kid throwing a fucking fit. Um, and like I said, these are just some <laughs> of the major issues I have. I'm not going to go into all of it because, I mean, I could sit here and nitpick it, really tear it down. But um, now to get on to the actual story and or director. <clears throat> uh, the storytelling was too disjointed. It would have worked better as a spinoff and on a main episode. Uh, all they basically did was make a bad college homage to ESB, but they shuffled the order. We still had rebels fleeing at the beginning, a white covered planet, a betrayal, a not so up and up planet, an extended bad guy chase. The young, inexperienced Jedi going off for training, rejected at first, and then going off to fight the more experienced Sith, etc. Uh, then they decide to grab some ROTJ and throw in there, like, you know, like the salt guy? Mm -hmm. 
with uh, the throne room, killing the big bad guy. The Porgs essentially took the spot of the Ewoks. Uh, there's a celebration at the end. Now, they employed the same type of writing slash storytelling in Rogue One, and I could give two shits less about that movie. Um, once again, some characters and situation I liked in that movie. Uh, K2SO I, I enjoyed. Uh, most of the other ones don't give to... Uh, Troot and Baze I enjoyed. rest don't fucking care about. Uh, but mo- like I said, but mostly I was indifferent on it. Uh, in Rogue One, it had what I call Halo Reach Syndrome. Where we already know the ending, they all die. However... Um, the only difference is I actually ended up caring about the Spartans in Reach. Uh, the current type of writing, you know, in my opinion, is lazy, uninspired, and unimaginative. I actually, uh, the, the disjointed storytelling works for Jurassic World because all we all know we went only to see the dinosaurs rampage and kick ass. It was never driven about and never about the story. It was always second place at best in the, that franchise. Uh, it doesn't work for a franchise that is and always has been character-driven. Uh, most everyone, and this is just another continuation of that, most everyone that complained about Episode 7 said it was a rehash of A New Hope. However, yet those same people love the fact that Ep 8 is basically a badly redone hash rehash of ESB and Return of the Jedi. Uh, if the writing was good... I wouldn't be complaining as much. I could give two shits less about what they did to Luke. Hell, please give me something different. Have Rey join Kylo to try to pull him back to the light while he's trying to pull her to the dark side. You know, have her join him as basically a chip to save the Resistance. I'm fine with that. Hell. Sorry, I lost my place. Hell, have her join simply because she (laughs) craves a master and guidance that bad. No, nearly anything other than what was presented. Now we get Jedi... G- <laughs> this is kind of where I go off the rail on a bit of a Timo train thought here. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we get Jedi Ghost Luke that is going to be used as a deuce... deuce Alex, say it for me. Deus Ex Machina. Thank you. <laughs> uh, deus Ex Machina uh, to fill any poorly written plot holes. Fucking Pokemon Luke Skywalker. <laughs> and Rachel pointed out, it's more like Digimon, but you know, whatever Mon Luke Skywalker. Lucamon. Is Jedi Ghost Luke his final form? I would think it goes Farm Boy Luke, Jedi Trainee Luke, Jedi Knight Luke, oh, I lost my space, Jedi Master Luke, Cranky Jedi Hermit Luke, Jedi Ghost Luke. Uh, He has already done more evolutions than any other Pokemon to date. And the reason I'm putting this in here is because with the new canon, if there are Force Ghosts, they can be called upon and summoned at will. So, back to my last serious thought. I think what bothers me the most about this movie is the fact that everything happens, yet nothing happens. And that's, you know, we literally... Okay, I don't know what the fuck's going to happen in episode 9 now. Big bad guy's dead. Luke's dead. Resistance is all but dead. The fucking First Order's all but gone at this point. Like, literally everything happened, yet nothing really happened. That I didn't want to mic drop because mics well, are expensive. Yeah, a little bit. Alex, your go. Uh, I liked it. I give it about a six five. 
For Alex, that's a pretty good. Your turn. <laughs> for Alex, well, that's good. Well, first, I'm drinking uh, the uh, Piney River Brewing Company Ozarks Lager. It's a limited edition release. They call it a lager, but it tastes more like an IPA. So it's kind of fruity, but not over the top. Do something fruity. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a bit of a disclaimer. Um, like I mentioned before, I did go to school for filmmaking. That by no means makes me an expert, but I do consider myself a bit of an artist because of that. So people critique my work. I critique my work. I have three plus years of film criticism and theory. So I analyze every single movie I watch because it's what I do. That's what I went to school for. I did it with Blade Runner 2049. I did it with Coco when Which, I saw it well, last time week. Out. Blade Runner 2049. It's a sequel to Blade Runner. Yeah. Yes, yeah. no, bad, oh, good. Oh, yes. It's probably okay. the best movie of the year to me. Um, definitely. Because there's a threesome. <laughs> no. No. Okay. No, it was just really written well, with, uh, contradictory to this movie that I'll get into in a minute. All right. Um, I'll try to keep it short, but I'm probably going to get into it. So to start, I am first and foremost movie lover and sci-fi lover. Kind of already got that out of the way. I went to school for film. And I'm also a super fan of Star Wars, having in my entire life, probably because I have an older brother. But combining these things together, I can take off my Star Wars color sunglasses and analyze and critique the films of what they are. They're just regular old sci-fi movies. That's all they are. Space epics. That being said, Star Wars is a franchise since 1977 has earned $4 billion at the box office, not adjusted for inflation, and is worth around $40 billion as a brand. It's a lot of money. Well, fuck, Disney got off cheap. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of money. Because it has earned an insane amount of money over the decades, and because I'm a super fan, I'm going to have expectations, and rightfully so. People can say, oh, you have high expectations. You bet your ass I do, as should everybody else. Star Wars is the epitome of the Hollywood franchise. Every other franchise tries to be what Star Wars is. So expectations should, well, be expected with it. So, uh, To sum it up, like I said earlier, I was not a super big fan of Episode Eight. Again, not the worst movie. Hello, episode two. That's just a god-awful movie all around. Um, But I've seen a lot of backlash, kind of like what Charlie said, towards those of us that did not like the movie. Oh, you're not a true fan. Oh, you're butthurt. Oh, you don't like it because it's different. Get over it. It's the new Star Wars. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I didn't chastise people that didn't like the prequels. I still don't. That's That's their opinions. They have very good reasons. Like I said, episode two is one of the worst movies ever. Especially romance-wise with the writing. I don't know what George Lucas was doing on that, but... Oof. But, uh, I mean, again, I'm not going to chastise people that enjoyed eight. It's great. It's great that you did. I, I just don't. And I have my reasons to. But I just want to have a civilized, logical discussion with said people without being called baby, butthurt, whatever you want to say. <laughs> civilized and logical. Because I have my points that I bring for up. much in the internet age. <laughs> hey, I don't care. Um... Now, I'm not going to hate the entire time of the film. Uh, there were lots of pieces I did enjoy. Um, I'll start with them. Um, I really enjoy the opening sequence. I really like starting with action. It reminded me a lot of Revenge of the Sith. And to me, that was a great opening, Revenge of the Sith was. Um, I enjoyed it. so Because um, it kind of throws you right into the action. You kind of have an understanding of what's going on. Um, let's see here. The bomb sequence is well done, I thought. It was nice to see a more conventional weapon being used in Star Wars, sides of laser weapons and what have you, and laser swords. So it was really nice to see a regular explosion from a conventional bomb being used. Um, I also like that you see a lot of the sacrifice in the opening sequence. People didn't make it, they died. That's what rebellions are about. Okay, more on the sacrifice thing a little bit later on. But um, I enjoyed the force breeze that was made between Ray and Kylo Ren, because that was pretty much the only backstory Ray really had in this movie. 
Uh, why did this forest breeze happen? How did it happen again? Snoke did it, but how? We never really find out. But uh, part of me thinks it's because Ray and Kylo were somehow related, but then again, they probably aren't. Um, maybe two strong force users can have a uh, connection that way too. Um, it had it added to the tension, and I really did enjoy that. Um, kind of like what Charlie said, I enjoyed the Kylo Ren character a lot in this. Um, he, to me, was the best character in Episode Eight. He was really fleshed out in this one. He advanced from a whiny Skywalker syndrome uh, brat to being someone that you can actually say, hey, he can actually do something about things. Um, I liked how he wanted to destroy both the Jedi and the Sith and just go his own way. And he actually tried to not pick a side, good or bad. He tried to go down the middle with it, tried to destroy everyone. Um, and also liked um, kind of the... Uh, what did what did you say? I, I didn't write it down, but you you mentioned it. One of the things that you liked, I can't remember. But, that I liked. Yeah. Uh, the fight with the Praetorians. Yes, yes, that's what it was. I forgot to put that down. That was done really well, I thought. So it was really nice to actually see the new tick and the Imperial Royal Guards being used what they're supposed to be used for. So that was really cool to see. Um, as far as what I liked, uh, that's probably about it. it. Wasn't too much. Not over the top. I really loved everything about it. Um, Again, since I wasn't a fan, there's going to be a lot more than I that I didn't like. But I'm going to go ahead and get the elephant in the room over with. Um, I did not like the Luke character at all in this one. Uh, it was just just downright terrible, in, in my opinion. Uh, for six years during the original trilogy, 1977 to 1983, we go from a farm boy who never shies away from a fight and doing the right thing and always seeing the good in people, aka Vader, the only person in the entire freaking galaxy that believed in the man and turned him back, go to a grumpy old man who was comic relief. That's all he was in this. I know what they're trying to do with it. They're trying to turn him into the new Yoda, which I, I get that. This is the homage Empire Strikes Back. But I just, I don't think it worked. And I don't know why they did it like this. Maybe it's because it worked before. And they're just trying to do it again. Or they just didn't really have a good story to write for him. And that's just what they did. And speaking of comic relief, oh my god. Everyone in the film was comic relief. Way over none. Way over the top. Way too much comedy. I don't need a laugh in every scene. This is supposed to be a dark Star Wars, and they had freaking comedy in every single scene. That was just way overdone. It's like a dang Marvel movie. Thank you. That it's I'm, it's a Marvel movie. That's why they're marveling Star Wars. And it might work. Maybe that's why it's so popular because that it works in the Marvel movies for the general audience. Maybe that's why it's so well liked because it is like a Marvel movie. I, I didn't already, like it. I already have Space Marvel. It's called Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know the older Star Wars had bits of comedy sprinkled throughout. I mean, some of Han's one-liners are, are the freaking best. I mean, they're just downright hilarious. That's why I love Han. But not every scene and every character is trying to be a comedian in the old trilogy and the prequels. Not everyone's trying to be a comedian. Hell, they took one out in Jar Jar Binks. He was so bad. Mm. But by far to me, the worst, worst bit of comedy was the opening change between Hux and Poe. Why was that even in there? Absolutely pointless. Absolutely Your unnecessary. Was pointless. I was okay with it, so he's like, yeah, your mother. Yeah, they put a freaking mom joke in Star Wars. Like, really? How lazy writing is that? Then we have the Porgs, the Potato Furbies, whatever you want to call them. Again, that's what they are, Potato Furbies. They're pointless. Another bit of comedy that the audience is supposed to laugh. When Chewie flies a falcon, I think, on the desert. Well, I don't even know what it's called. It's great. And the pork roars like a Wookiee. When I saw it with you two, no one in the, the theater laughed. Pointless nope. comedy. 
Uh, maybe the film was oversaturated with unnecessary humor. Maybe that's why I didn't like it. Every 30 seconds, I felt as though I was supposed to be laugh, laughing at something and forced to laugh. And he's got old after a while. Uh, Ray, where's her backstory? Oh, he, she comes from nothing. We already know that. Where's her backstory? She's still nothing. She's not even a strong female character. I'm going to go this way. I don't care. She's, She's not a strong female suit. character. Where's her backstory? There isn't any besides she cries and needs uh, Luke to guide her. Um, again, Ray barely gets any Jedi training on planet. What's it's called? I don't even know what it's called. Does it Act even have two. a name? There you go. Uh, the resistance is slowly being hunted down to oblivion, and here's Luke finally raise hand with a leaf branch. Oh, my twin sister is close to being killed. Time to crack another joke and get a laugh. There's no sense of urgency in the training whatsoever at all. Uh, the villains. Oh, the villains. Um, even though he is ruthless by his dialogue and how he presents his anger, Hux is just downright laughable. He doesn't scare me like Grand Moff Tarkin would, or any of the other Imperials did, who had that sense of arrogance and ambiance to him. That's why they were menacing, because they were arrogant. And he's just throwing a fit, at fem- it just seems like. I, I'm going to break my own rule here and interject. Is that because they fought the, the Nazis in World War II? Probably. It's probably why. Because they're all British actors. And some of them, well, yeah, probably did fight against the Nazis, too, and really saw that firsthand. But again, Grandma Tarkin wouldn't be... Could you imagine if someone like Poe did that to Grandma Tarkin? Like, he would just blow up the planet in his story. I wouldn't even think twice about it. He wouldn't throw a fit. Kind of, I'm, some of the bits I, are in Charlie's, but I swear we didn't write this together. I wrote this today at work. Um, he wouldn't throw a fit and scream top of his lungs for 30 seconds to fire cannons. Hell, I... BB-8's First Order clone was more taken more serious than Hux by me. Like, at least he actually did something. <laughs> BB-8? Yeah, BB-8, right? <laughs> it's BB-9E. And, of course, Captain Phasma, another worthless character that doesn't do a damn thing. I get they're trying to make her the new Boba Fett, but at least Boba captured Han, take, taking her to Jabba the Hutt. Okay, um, yeah, I know Lando was the one that really did the betrayal, but Boba Fett kind of led the Imperials there to have the betrayal take place. So without Boba Fett... <laughs> wouldn't have carbonite or look at his hand chopped off for nothing because that's the whole point luke went the best man oh uh, let's see here um kylo ren um he is the strongest character of the film again i liked how he tried to destroy both jedi and the sith and in turn the resistance and the first order but why after asking ray to join him and she also typically refuses because she's the good character why does he rejoin the first order and take over if he's supposed to destroy both sides Contradictory. And Snoke, who the hell is he? We don't even know who Snoke is. Uh, there's never an answer of how he has all these awesome dark side powers and got control of the Imperial Remnant fleet. How's he get control of it? We don't know. Has he have dark side powers? We don't know. He's from the Outer Rim. Okay. What's his backstory? He's just dead in this one. Uh, is he live and come back in episode 9? I hope so. Because if not, he's another pointless character in this new trilogy. People can say Darth Maul is pointless too. Yes and no. At least Maul killed Qui-Gon Jinn and set up Anakin and in turn the rest of the Star Wars saga to be trained by Obi-Wan Kenobi. At least he had a point. What did Snoke do? He didn't do anything. And then of course we have the whole pointless subplot of Finn, Rose, and Benicio Del Toro's character. It serves zero purpose in the grand scheme of things other than to waste 45 minutes of screen time. And of course in a very predictable manner Rose falls in love with Finn with almost zero development between the two of them. Then when Finn tries to sacrifice himself to save the Resistance, she bashes him out of the way. 
So she's going to save Finn and let everyone, including Leia, the face of the Resistance and Rebellion, die in the mine. This is stupid. This character should know about sacrifice because her sister died at the beginning of the frickin' movie. Why would she save one person to let the entire Resistance die in the cause Can to I go away? Can I break the rule to just interject sure, one thing? Sure, go ahead. Chris, I absolutely agree with you. That moment where she bashed into Finn and ruined that, I hated that. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hated it. I was hoping Finn was going to do it. I really did too. I was, was hoping. And I was so angry when they did that. Because that would make anyway, him the most heroic yeah, character. Just, in the- no, that's I, I, had, to, I that's, had to interject that, that that was like a legitimate hate I moment mean, for me. It just doesn't make sense to me to have that in there, writing lies. Because that would have been a great send-off for Finn. I, I was wanting it to happen. It's like, this is a great end of this character. He's going to cause a spark in the entire galaxy for a sacrifice, for saving everyone, and then... Him. I guess it's kind of done by Luke, in a sense. But no one really cares about Luke anymore. So it's kind of pointless. Um, let's see here. I just lost some place. I apologize. Uh, and speaking of sacrifices, like I said earlier, Admiral Holdo, another pointless character... It would have been made, made much more sense to have Admiral Akbar sacrifice himself for the cause. He's an established and loved character. We know who he is. We know his backstory. We know what he did on the Battle of the Second Death Star. It's just a character we get to see for like 10 minutes and then she kills herself. Just have it be Admiral Akbar. The guy died anyway. No one gave a shit. So might as well just have him sacrifice himself. We know who he is. Yeah, Poe could have argued with him too. He knows how to deal with pilots. He did. It's a plot hole. Uh, it's a plot hole. <laughs> but again, I saw a theme with episode eight, and it's sacrifice. Maybe that's what they're going for. That that theme was everywhere. Then why not sacrifice one of the biggest icons of the original rebellion? See, just sacrifice Akbar or Leia, he, for that matter, and be done with it. It's very ignominious. He um, deserved better. As we can, as we progress through the movie, we have some more pointless humor. Ray gets hit in the head with her own lightsaber during exchange with Snoke. Snoke, the Almighty and Powerful, got it real good. <laughs> yeah, right. I laughed at that. <laughs> then we have the penultimate act of the movie: Luke versus Kylo Ren. Yes, something awesome is going to happen. Luke is going to own him. Doctor then, Strange playing Luke. Well, and then he gets blasted by a multitude of walkers, and he wipes fake dirt off his shoulder. Ha. <laughs> Oh, Disney, you guys made me laugh really good there with your 200th attempt at humor after two and a half hours. Oh, 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 so funny. The final act could even be dramatic. I mean, give me a break. We're building up, building up, building up between this exchange between Kylo Ren and Luke Skywalker, and they make him do a freaking humorous piece. It's S9 writing. This is dumb. Again, I don't need to laugh in every freaking scene. Have some drama build up. Let it happen. Because in case you forgot, all the Dark Star Wars are the best, at least in my opinion. You don't need humor everywhere. Then after that, Luke dies. Again, I don't agree with it. The guy dies alone on planet nothing, with no real reunion with Leia, no reunion with his bestie Han, nothing. He just dies. It was kind of cool. He did see the dual sunset at the end. I did like that. But the guy dies alone. The biggest hero in like the history of the galaxy dies alone. Give me a break. Oh, I'm sure he'll be back in Episode 9 as a Force Ghost like Obi-Wan and Guide Ray, but sorry, that's just absolutely boring. It's been done before in the original trilogy and doesn't need to be done again and again and again and again. I'm hoping for a Gandalf the White moment. If he comes back, the power to create life's a dark side power. At least it originally was. Luke Force choked the shit out of people, too, so... It is true. 
Anyway, oh, and of course, the whole layer flowing through space like Mary Poppins. Like, <laughs> that's like one of the worst moments ever. Uh, Mary I'm sorry. Poppins, y'all. That, that was just terrible. <laughs> I, I, I'd clink to that. I, I <laughs> it's, uh, it's Mary Poppins, be, y'all. It'll be a pussy clink because I have metal, but yeah. nice. that would be terrible. And of course, I know I sound like I'm ranting because I am. And again, I analyze movies that I watch. I look for the story. I look for the character-driven moments. That's what I do. That's what I, I went to school for, and it's hard to break me from, from doing that. People are going to say, oh, you don't like anything that's not the original trilogy. No. Return of the Jedi was not immune to terrible writing. Ewoks, enough said. Ugh. I mean, come on. <laughs> the Ewoks. Oh, but you criticized people that didn't like the prequels. No, I didn't. Again, the vast majority of pe- the prequels were also garbage in, my, in terms of writing. The entire love story subplot is some of the worst romantic writing ever. It's, it's god-awful. George Lucas wrote it. <laughs> yeah, the guy didn't know anything about marriage. Oh! oh. Okay, all right. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, George. I'm not um, sorry. <laughs> even my favorite prequel and the second favorite Star Wars overall, Revenge of the Sith, suffer from bad writing. Virtually every Anakin and Padme scene in that movie is just god-awful disgusting in terms of writing. You're Cringe-worthy. breaking my heart. Yeah. You're going down the path that can follow. Yeah. Not as bad as you're breaking mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, man. Bell. All right. We'll ding it. We'll ding it. We'll ding it. Um, Speaking about interjecting comedy. <laughs> there, right? there we go. But to me, the difference between the Revenge of the Sith, Return of the Jedi, to The Last Jedi, was that Sith and Jedi made me feel something with the characters. I love Revenge of the Sith because it's a depressing movie. I'm not in a happy mood after watching it. I'm just not. It's a sad, sad story because I watched one of my favorite characters ever fall in the darkness because of his own doing. Then on the flip side of that, we have Return of the Jedi. We get to see Vader contemplate turning on Palpatine, and he does. His triumph and redemption is a great feeling. Even though we don't see Vader's face at that moment in time, you can see that he's contemplating, thinking about turning on the Emperor, and he does. A feeble, crusty old white guy. <laughs> yeah, well, he does. <laughs> With still eyebrows. Know, right, yeah. But you still know what Vader's feeling, you know, is behind the mask, and that is because of good writing. Then we have The Last Jedi, where the only thing I felt was confusion after watching it. How can Rey master the Force after two weeks of using it when it took Anakin, arguably the most powerful Force user ever, years to master the Force? Even Luke, the offspring of said most powerful Force user ever, took years to, to learn the Force. He didn't even master it because he wouldn't really train properly. But Rey can do it in two weeks. I can. It- is that the end? It's getting there. Okay, because I, I can spiral into why I think Ray's able to do that. I mean, I get that Disney's trying to show that anybody can be oh. a Jedi. I get it. I appreciate it. But it just doesn't make sense in terms of pre-established story. So I think the reason I don't like episode is because I don't feel anything after watching it. <laughs> I wasn't trying, moved by it. Trying to get a beer. It didn't work. To me, it was, was just, <laughs> it was just another modern, high-budget Hollywood sci-fi film with Star Wars elements sprinkled throughout. That's all it, it felt like to me. Now, I'm not saying don't go see the movie. I'm not saying I'm going to go burn all my crap. No. I just don't like it. Go see it. (laughs) Form your opinions like I have on it. Hell, you can even love it. I don't really give a shit. I never will. So now we're going to get to the... Not the burp. Sorry, people. I I think I got an ulcer, so I'm real burpy. But uh, the round table part. And you kind of ended on Ray. I'm going to start it off on Ray here real quick. Uh, two things, and it's nothing against Daisy. I, I was going to say, I had a question for Christopher oh. since he read that. Oh, yep. go ahead. 
Have you felt that betrayed since episode one? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. Clink that, man. No, no since, uh, since Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Can um, you guys get it? There yeah. we go. No, I didn't feel betrayed. Like, I'm not super pissed and I'm going to chastise everyone about it. I just didn't like it. And then I have my reasons. I had to throw that in there. Okay, go ahead, Charlie. I just had to throw that in there. Interjecting that comedy. But spinning back to Ray, um, one of the smaller issues I had was... And I know it was written like this. It's nothing against Daisy. I mean, I wouldn't kick her out of bed for this bad acting. <laughs> but it was... Yeah, you're welcome. It was the... I don't know if I want to call it door-to-door salesman Ray or the, like, Jehovah Witness Ray. Master Skywalker, Kylo Ren is strong in the dark side, and we need you to come back and save the Resistance. Yeah, like, that's pretty she, bad writing. She had, like, <laughs> no emotion for the longest time in this movie. It's very home. But going back to Ray, I think we're going to see one of... I'm going to say four options, which really is probably more like two. Um, I guess it could maybe even be five. But, uh, and it's hinted at at the Yoda puppet, which, yay, they made a puppet. That's awesome. Yeah, clap. Yeah, I'll clap for him. Um, you know, Yoda does say there's nothing in those books that the girl Ray doesn't already know. So that means... Um, She's either the reincarnation, or her and Kylo are the reincarnations of the first Force users, and which was a brother and a sister, and the brother was a dark side user, the sister was a light side user, and the sister ended up having to kill him. Was that kind of, that's a flash, they did that in Clone Wars, wasn't it? The brother and sister? I yes. think so. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the reason I'm leaning towards that is because that's very popular right now, not necessarily in the United States, but in Japan. Like, that's the Naruto story. At the end of it, you find out Naruto and Sasuke are reincarnations of the son of the first the, chakra the user. The two sons of the man who created Ninjutsu. And they're stuck in this loop until yep. they can complete. Break it. But they yeah. bre- and they, they, have to break, they break it. Break that cycle. Um, she's the reincarnation of Anakin. Because he was the strongest force user ever, supposedly. Uh, the obvious, she's Luke's and somebody's kid, or she's Han and Leia's kid. Those are the obvious choices. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I mean, or he just went off and got him some on Jakku, and it... can I <laughs> go back to Jakku? <laughs> I mean, everybody's everybody's kind of hung up on on Ray's importance, and and everybody's really convinced that Ray has to be somebody. The question I have is why. Why does Ray have to be somebody important? Why does she have to be a reincarnation? Or why does she have to be somebody's daughter? Why does she have to be... Why does her past have to make her someone important? Can't she become someone important because of what she can do? Well, I mean, the reason that I kind of look at it that way is because... And yes, Kylo is technically a Skywalker, but they've always said the main episodes are the Skywalker family saga. This is a main episode, and she's a main character. Well, that that falls back into my my whole thing about the prequels in general, is that they didn't need to be made. Because the prequels aren't about, like, world building or anything like that. The entirety of the prequels is Anakin's rise and fall. That's the whole point mm-hmm. of the entire prequel trilogy. They didn't need to be made, in my opinion. They were unnecessary. Because, in my opinion... 
Vader's just an asshole in robot suit. <laughs> I'm sorry, but Vader is not as important as our nostalgia glasses make him. He's an asshole in a robot suit. He, in the very first movie, he wasn't. He was. He was made a preeminent character in the following two films because of his popularity from the first film. Mm-hmm. But he was never intended to be anything more than an asshole in a robot suit. <laughs> he's. He's not the Hitler of the the World War Two. You know, plagiar. What do they call that? Not plagiarism, but. Um, Allegory. He's not the Hitler of the that allegorical World War Two universe. He's the he's the he's the uh, um, Heinrich Himmler. He's the toady of the Hitler in that in that particular situation. He was never intended to be as popular as he was. He became popular, and so a part was written for him that made him fit more into the universe. But he was never intended to be that. The, 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 the main trilogy was supposed to be about Luke. We made Vader more important than he was actually intended originally to be. The original writings, it was about the droids. R2 yeah. and 3PO. Well, yeah, there's that. But, it, the you know, it, it became about Luke. Originally, it was intended to be yeah. about the droids and their own adventures. And that's why they're so prevalent through the original trilogy. But initially, I mean, after A New Hope and it became clear, you know, these characters are popular, that character's popular... Okay, Luke needs to be the main character. It needs to be about Luke. That's fine. I would have rather seen the prequels build the universe rather than follow Anakin around because I didn't care about Anakin because I wasn't supposed to. I like Vader. Don't get me wrong. But as a character, he's flimsy. He's really flimsy. If you don't have the prequels giving him all this backstory, what is he? An asshole in a robot suit. He's an asshole in a robot suit. (laughs) He's a toady to the more important character, which is the Emperor. That's all he is. So why does white 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 and you know his his accidental and yes, accidental attachment to Luke and Leia because it wasn't intended to be. Not in the beginning. His accidental attachment to Luke and Leia, that's coincidental. Luke is the important character. And the fact, you know, and and his relation to Vader is coincidental. The prequels made that importance larger than it actually intended to be. That being said, why does Ray's backstory have to be so important? We're, We're putting our interpretation of Luke's importance onto Ray's character. And we're saying because Luke was so important... And Vader was so important that Rey has to be so important. But the simple truth is she doesn't. She can be Joe Blow from Planet Desert who gives a fuck. And she just happens to be strong in the Force. And that's okay. She doesn't have to be so important. I mean, Luke's kind of the same way, though. He was a character that came from nothing really in Episode 4. Just looking at Episode 4 on itself... It's kind of the same way. I think that's why it's kind of expected. Okay. Because she's supposed to be Luke's replacement. But see, that's what I'm saying. We're putting, we're projecting our expectations oh, yeah. onto her character, and we're not letting her be mm-hmm. her own character and evolve as her own character. We're expecting but, her, and I'm using we because mm-hmm. I'm just as guilty. Oh yeah, I'm just as guilty of coming up with theories and mm-hmm. ideas of what Ray was supposed to be. But I wasn't crushed by the fact that she's yeah. nobody because I understood that it doesn't matter I if she's lying nobody. to her. 
Which I'm not crushed. She's not a. That's nobody. another great she theory. Is. What if Kylo's full of shit? It's the Probably way he is. delivers. Like you're, you're nobody. You're, you're yeah. nothing. What if he's completely and utterly full of shit, and she is his sister? Yeah. That makes that shirtless scene awkward. And going by what what you said, so is the kiss in Empire. Yeah. But yeah, right. But that's what bothers me. I don't care that she's not nothing. I care because there's zero backstory. You're supposed to develop a character throughout but a series of movies. Chose her. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but my some watery tart throwing out. <laughs> my point is, is that if you're following a character, take take a look at it objectively. Leave the prequels over here in the toilet where oh, they. I'm looking at the prequels. I'm looking at story writing. Okay, that's but what I'm looking at. We follow a character. We're 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 using we're using what we know, what we know because we've seen these films. We're using what we know to establish. Luke's importance in the universe and and how his character fits into that universe. If you take a trilogy that doesn't have a huge backstory the way that Star Wars and doesn't have an expanded universe the way that Star Wars does and all this stuff, if you take just like Indiana Jones for fuck's okay. sake. Okay, let's yeah. take Indiana yeah. Jones. Yes, there's stuff about his past. It's terrible, but there's stuff about his past. We don't care about that. We care about Indiana's journey through the three films and how he grows and evolves as a character in those three films. Okay. I might let me interject here. The why do they make such a big deal the writers about Ray's past? Why do they have the line from Kylo Ren if it doesn't matter? That she came from nothing. I'm not saying that you're wrong. No. I'm just saying that we're ascribing all these these theories and we're saying that she's not as good of a character because she's not as important because we don't know her backstory. What's her backstory? Who cares about her backstory? What I'm saying is we should judge her based on the importance of her her character in the films in which she is contained, not what she was before we met her. That's not important. What's important is the journey we take her, with her from the moment we meet her to the moment we are not on her journey anymore. Yeah. Well, it's I like think... if you if you play it. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Mass Effect here. Okay. Oh. Mass Effect has this huge expansive universe around it, but you have to read all these codexes to get it all. It doesn't tell you about Shepard's parentage except for what you select in the very first game. It doesn't tell you Soul anything Survivor, about him. Maybe. Doesn't it tell you exactly <laughs> the circumstances of how he grew up or anything like that. But we follow Shepard through these three games, learning about him as a character and developing him as a character in the contained story where we experience him. We don't have to have an expansive backstory or what happens later or this, that, and the other thing. The only thing that interests us is what we can see. And that's what should that's what should define Ray. What we see, not what we don't see, not what we're told. And yeah, you're right. Kylo could be full of shit. He could be lying his Probably ass is. off. And in episode nine, we find out, oh, wait, you know, she is Luke's daughter or she is Han's or she is like an illegitimate child from Leia from some fling that she had or something. We could find that out. We don't know yet. But what I'm saying is, does it really ruin her if she came from nothing? And the, I don't I, have a problem with that. For that, yeah, I don't have a problem with that either. But when we look at the Mass Effect analogy with that, Mass Effect was a brand new IP that we didn't know anything about, which I think is why people bought into Shepard so easily and you know went with it. And the fact that you know. Um, it's maple syrup. It's nothing you don't like. No, that's fine. I was just trying not to breathe it in right now. <laughs> but, um... Where's that? Oh, yeah. Ma uh, Mass Effect. 
you know, it's not an established IP. We didn't have writers making a big deal about it. Where with this one, you know, it's an established IP. Everyone's expecting something to happen, and the writers are, you know, teasing you with that carrot out front. Who's your parents? Yep. Who's your parents? Who's your parents? And maybe they just came along and said it doesn't matter who her parents are. And I think another... It was a Disney-fied. It's a Disney thing. It's what they do. Something that's not necessarily helping this trilogy out is it's not all being written by the same person. That yeah, doesn't help, too. And, I don't disagree. And, you don't know, and not me. only that, but 8 lost the first writer and director it had, and they scrapped that and started over. Apparently, Ryan... Ba- not Base Explosion, whatever the hell his name is. J.J. <laughs> Abrams? No, John, Ryan Johnson, Rian, or oh, however Ryan, the fuck Ryan, you say it. He started writing it before Seven was ever completed filming. So he didn't know exactly what was going to happen in Seven before he started writing Eight. That doesn't help anything either. If right. only they had a person that was in charge of all the canon that was supposed to keep all these stories together. And not have this. We call dis- them legends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've experienced that. Keith, you haven't said much since the beginning. I agree with you guys. I mean, some of the stuff, I mean, I have some problems with the movie. The whole Leia, Mary Poppins, whatever you call it. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Mary, Mary Poppins, Poppins y'all. <laughs> I actually put, I will say, when that happened, I, I quoted an Alex. This just brought, broke the illusion for me. I wasn't in Star Wars. I it's was sitting in a movie theater when it I happened. It suspended your disbelief. That, there it is. Yeah. That was the exact quote. Because I saw it that. Did me too. I saw that scene before, and Gar- it was in Guardians. Mm-hmm. I've seen this exact scene. Yep. Okay, then she flies in. Okay, well, she was supposed to see she show that she uses the Force. They've already shown that by her ability to predict stuff before it happens. Could uh could have just had her you know put her hand out and stop the explosion and save somebody right? in, the, in in the cockpit and just force herself through the airlock still hurt be hurt so you could have the hurt scene and stuff like that or her be you know in the coma or whatever it was there or have like her have her bubble herself like oh fuck boop yeah the other thing I had a huge problem with was. One, the whole Finn and Rose going to the casino planet not to find DJ. I, that, I think we almost pretty agree that could have been cut out. The the rescue of the the horse dogs. Uh, the horse dogs <laughs> was <laughs> contrived and uh, uh, pointless. <clears throat> and as they broke out of the stable and is char- riding the horse dogs, all I could think of was Shia LaBeouf swinging through with the, the trees monkeys. with the monkeys from Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. I, I leaned I looked- over and told Sam that, and he said yes. <laughs> who, did I, who did I look at in the theaters and went, well, this is the monkey moment. That was did, me. That was me. <laughs> yeah, that's, I said, this is the monkey Oh, oh no. But then it, you know, it was over quick, and I was like, ooh. I... I you, made you, the com- you, you just needed some more time to make this movie longer. <laughs> I made the comment that uh, I think that part was fan fiction. And I'm sorry if I offend anybody. I think that part was fan fiction written by an eight-year-old girl who loves dogs and ponies. And likes Finn. Finn doggies. And put, put herself... In a, so a scene <laughs> with Finn, so it it's literally like it's a weird combination fan fiction of Star Wars, Twilight, and My Little Pony. <laughs> I really did not like that whole scene. Yeah. I really did not, and just like Keith, it totally suspended my disbelief. Um, 
I will say I will I will put this out there, and you guys you guys can you know debate me on this because that's what this whole roundtable is supposed to be about. But I liked this movie as much as I did, and I give it a six five instead of like a five because Adam Driver stole the fucking show. Oh yeah, Kylo Ren was absolutely fantastic, and yes, I am a huge Kylo Ren fan. He did steal the show. Um, and the other thing I'm going to say is, while DJ was pointless, Del Toro was a presence when mm. he was on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll interdict that. Brand, Brand and I, doing the three days of trooping, discussed the movie and our drives to Dozark and then all the way down to Branson on Saturday. Uh, he disagrees with me about the casino scene. He thought that was a great scene. or Not so much the dog way, but he said it showed the aristocracy of Star Wars. You never showed the rich and Star Wars and stuff. And it showed these people who, they don't care. They're just sitting back. They're selling weapons to this side and this side, and they're just sitting back and making their money. Princess Leia was rich. Yep. Uh, she was but rich up to a But you never saw it. You never saw it. You never saw it, and then you could argue when the planet was yeah. b- blown up. In no, the original trilogy, you were Alderaan's exposed... Alderaan's a peaceful planet. We have no weapons. Oh, poor yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's all artists. Yeah. So, I mean... Right. Anyway... You, you, you. In the in the original trilogy, all you ever saw was was the Empire and the terrorists, and all you ever saw in the prequel was the Jedi and the Galactic Republic. You never saw that like upper echelon of bad people who were helping these bad things to happen. I mean, we read all about them in the EU, and of course, you know, you knew about the Huts and everything like that. Those were bad people, but you never saw that. Why are there so, no Huts I mean, left? I want to see a hut, damn it. (laughs) Um, Hut Slayer. But Kylo Ren made the movie for me. And I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a lot of boos and hisses here. Hold on, I get that I get that queued up, give me a minute. (laughs) Um I think Kylo Ren is a better character than Vader ever was. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Um, somebody feel. I gotta find the boos and hisses. Boo, hiss, boo. Okay. Um, I'll explain why after Charlie uh, okay, finds s- this. Say your statement again to make sure I heard you correctly. I think that Kylo Ren is a better character than Vader ever was. Okay. I won't get as it, I won't add as much because you said character. <laughs> there we go. I had to get it. I didn't have it pulled up, sorry. As a fleshed out character, because we just discussed earlier about no. you know, guy in a robot suit and stuff like that. No, that's he, not why. No. <laughs> that's also not why. I don't count that. That didn't happen. That, just, that, that almost sounded exactly like the movie will, with the echo. I will gladly tell you why. Okay. Vader was always someone's toady. Uh, he was always the Emperor's toady. That's yes, he did some things that he wasn't supposed to, but he always had to hide it from the Emperor because he was terrified of the Emperor. He he was never willing to stand up for himself to the Emperor until Luke came along, and then he tried to, like, sideswipe his way into it, but, you know, Luke never would have gone along with it anyway, so that was pointless. And then at the very end, yes, he did rise up and redeem himself and defeat the Emperor, ultimately, you know, even though Luke was actually the catalyst for the whole thing, and he never would have done it himself otherwise. So, you know, I mean, right. But the, Vader was always somebody's toady, and yeah, he was just an asshole in a robot suit, you know, that aside... 
Kylo Ren at this point is his own person. He answers to no one. He didn't like Snoke. He didn't want to be Snoke's toady. He didn't want to do Snoke's thing anymore, so he fucking killed him. Vader never had the balls to do that. So now, and and you made the comment, now he's in, why did he go back to the First Order? Why not? If I need a gun to do what I'm going to do, why do I throw the gun away? You don't. That's just not smart. So he knows he wants to destroy the Resistance. He knows he wants to kill Rey. What's the easiest way to do that? And himself in one ship with a lightsaber? No. That's not the easiest way to do that. You do the establishment that you already have that you are now in control of. Because who's going to stop him? Hux? Hux couldn't tell his own ass from a hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a Snoke fanboy. Hux has nothing now. He's, he was a true believer is what he was. He was he was following Snoke's lead. And without Snoke... <laughs> without Snoke, Hux has nothing. So he's he's he thinks that he can take out Kylo Ren and take charge of the First Order himself. But the simple truth is that he can't. Which is why he's going to go ahead and do his thing. And you were talking about interjected humor. I'm sorry. Every time Kylo Ren bitch slapped Hux, I laughed my ass off. Yeah. That was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But Kylo Ren, at this point in time, and they could totally ruin in episode nine. I'm not going to say that they can't. I don't think JJ's will. I think JJ's no. going to try to bring it all but back. But Kylo around. Ren is a better character now than Vader ever was. And because I'm so invested, I was very invested in Rey in episode seven. I don't think Rey's the main character anymore. She I think Kylo Ren is. She well, she might not be a Skywalker. So, and the episodes are supposed to be the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, I, I get your points and stuff, and I, I I would agree with you as a char- char- as a character as a character. Is he cooler than Vader? No, as a character, yes, it's a more fleshed out character. He grows, like you said, and I think I can't remember somebody posted on Facebook. Maybe it was one of you guys that said. You know, did something that Vader could never never did is become his own kind of become his own man. Okay, it was you, Alex, that say that and t- basically took out the Emperor. I'm air quoting here with Snoke and stuff, and became the leader in this. Something that Vader mm-hmm. never did. Yeah. Which, I mean, this is speculation and horseshit. However, we want to look at it, but going back to Episode Three, and this, I guess, technically, might as well call it fanfic. I think if. He beats Obi-Wan on Mustafar. He goes after the Emperor next because Padme's dead. Good but, like I said, that's technically fanfic. Yeah, so. shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah. It's um, a fan theory. Something else. I liked where Poe got to, character-wise. I think it was just too fast because 7 and 8 happened back-to-back. So it's, he gets that way in the span of... Hell, I'll be generous. A week? Yeah. I think something this movie also suffers from is surplus. There's way too many characters that could be the lead character. I I will agree with you. Maybe there. that's what the problem is. There really yeah. isn't a main character. I want it to be Kylo Ren. I want to follow Kylo Ren at this point. I would accept Rey at this point. I will never accept Poe Dameron as the main character. I don't want there to be nearly as much Finn screen time as there was. 
So, I mean, that's what I'd like to see, whether whether or not that's what they actually do with Episode Nine. you know, time will bear me out. But I, I just, I like Kylo Ren, and he carried this movie much like Barry Sanders used to carry the lions. <laughs> he carried the movie on his back. Like Will Smith carried Suicide Squad. Right. <laughs> if it wasn't for Will Smith, that would be a terrible goddamn movie. Yeah. Like Hayden Christensen carried, oh wait, never mind. Oh. <laughs> like Ewan McGregor. Joker. Joker. <laughs> like Ewan McGregor carried the entire prequel trilogy. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, and, you know, I may upset some people, but if you take off your nostalgia glasses and you set aside your bias, we all love Vader. All four of us love Vader. If you set aside your bias for just a minute and you look at it objectively from just a pure character standpoint, you have to admit that Kylo Ren is a better character than Vader ever was. I'm not going to argue that I'm fact. Really, I said I agree, I agree with you. Yes, he's a better character. Yeah. Kind of kind of to their own horns here. I think everybody in this were unique because everybody here can take off their fanboy glasses. Yeah. <laughs> um, something else. <sighs> I'm tired of Phasma losing to the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> There it is. Phasma is supposed to be this badass. They make you know she's a badass. Yet she loses to the guy that mops the fucking shitter stalls. How many how many times over the course of us doing this podcast have I used the phrase cinematic blue balls? That's that or Phasma is the Star Wars version of cinematic blue balls. This is a character who could have been something, who could have been something really good, and they have just whizzed her straight down their legs. And the thing that pisses me off most about it now, after seeing eight twice versus seven, seven, she's there, she looks cool. Okay, eight. Okay, well, we know she can fight. She's alive. We we literally see her armor go tink, tink to blaster bolts, raise two middle fingers and say, fuck you. Why is she not on the front line leading every charge? She's nay indestructible at that point. Nigh. 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 Yeah, yeah, whatever. She basically is indestructible. Have her on the front line leading see. troops, mowing down 17, 18, 19 rebels. See, and I'll add into that, too. Maybe this is how Finn doesn't try to blow himself up. He sees Phasma and goes for her. She knocks him off, and they have their final climatic fight there during the actual there you go. penultimate act That would have been better than Rose doing it. Yeah. At and the least only, I would have bought that. Yeah. The only yeah. reason we see Phasma's eye in this movie is because there's people saying that she is a robot. So it's, oh, she's not a robot. Yeah. No, Phasma... Okay. <laughs> so we all love Phasma's look. I think I'm I'm... Safe in saying that all four of us here at the table love well, Phasma's look. You see that look. tote behind you? Yeah, that <laughs> shit I need to get done in Chrome. We, mm-hmm. we, we, all, we all love Phasma's look, and we all really wanted something to come out of Phasma. And, you know, I admit right here, I'll raise my hand, that there are characters in Star Wars that I absolutely love based on their look alone. When I originally liked Darth Maul, it was based on his look. That was it. I didn't know anything about him before I started buying all of his toys and shit. I hadn't even seen the movie yet. I so st- yeah, you know. <laughs> I still say Count Dooku is worthless, and that part should have been completely Darth Maul. Yeah, but yeah. anyway, yeah. anyway. Um, so you know, uh, and you know, the EU, his appearances in the Clone Wars cartoon, his appearances in the Rebels cartoon have all facilitated Darth Maul and made him a better character for me. So I still love him. Um, Boba Fett, 
also, yes, he accomplishes something, as you were stating, Chris, but in the end, it's his look. Yeah, that oh, we yeah. have. It's yeah. it doesn't have anything to do with his character because he doesn't have one. And in an ESB, it's oh, he outsmarted Han Solo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 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 these movies, we all loved Phasma, and we all wanted to see him doing something. Her doing something. Excuse me. We all want to see her doing something really cool, really badass, and we never got that. And I'm, I'll be the first to say this: just leave her fucking dead. <laughs> Yeah, at this point, please. Just yeah. just leave her fucking dead because she's done. You can't, much like Jar Jar, there's no redeeming it. It's over now. Even if you brought her in and had her do something badass, all we would look back on is episode 7 where she doesn't do anything and episode 8 where she gets taken out by the janitor. That's, you know, or episode 7 where she gets taken out by being dumped down the garbage chute. Or episode eight, where she gets taken out by because the floor fell out from underneath her. She'll never be badass now. No matter what they do. She could come out and lead the charge and kill Kylo Ren herself and single-handedly bring down the resistance, and she still won't be badass. The problem with her, though, and the whole, I guess I'm going to say First Order, they try to set up this trinity where you've got Kylo Ren, who's the leader of Knights of Ren, You've got Hux, who's the leader of the Navy, and Phasma, who's the leader of the Army, and Phasma's done shit. Yeah. I would have rather seen take Hux and put him over here in the garbage where he belongs Mm -hmm. and just have Phasma fill that role. Hell, the guy that was the captain on the Dreadnought was a more menacing villain than Hux. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Because he's like, shit. We should have launched these five fucking minutes ago. Hux, (laughs) Hux is a fucking lunatic. And he's not, and don't get me wrong, I love my crazy characters, you know, like Pennywise from the, the 2017 <laughs> It, you know, I, I love me some crazy characters. How many characters. times have you watched that since it's somewhat digital? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Guess what was it, on when I picked him up? <laughs> I watched it six times in theaters, and then it, when it released on Tuesday earlier this week, digitally, I watched it six times that day, and I've watched it twice <laughs> since. So yeah, uh, so I love me some crazy characters, and but Hux annoys me. And if you remember way back when, when we first did our our episode seven podcast, our spoiler cast for episode seven, I didn't like episode seven. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hux was a character that I kept saying who, mm-hmm. who because Weasley. I because <laughs> yeah because I didn't care about him because there was nothing compelling about him that interested me. He was a he was a nobody character who was who felt like he was completely unnecessary, much like Rose in 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 episode mm-hmm. eight. I I would have much rather seen Phasma fill that role, but we get what we get. Hux mm-hmm. is a terrible character. I would have much rather. I'll just end this little ramble here by saying that I much rather would have seen Phasma take Hux's part and Hux not even now, be involved. If you've read the book, um, the episode seven book, or listened to it, Codex, uh, you mean? No, the book. <laughs> yeah, but um, honestly, all that does is kind of reinforce what you said. Hux is just a Snoke lackey. Yeah. He is in that spot because Snoke knows he can say, do this, and he'll do it. And Hux will without do it without questioning question. him. Yeah. Even Tarkin win his own way. Mm-hmm. Like, with the whole destruction of Alderaan, from what I've read in the EU and from what it's I've been him. told, Palpatine was pissed. Like, Palpatine wanted him executed on the spot for doing that. 
and the fact that he died was just like, okay, well, at least I don't have to worry about that anymore. Yeah. Tarkin thought he should have been in charge of the Emperor. He was never the true believer that Hux was. And that made him a more menacing villain than Hux would have would ever be. Because at least Tarkin was willing to say, hey, fuck you, I'm going to do what I want. Hux won't do that. So it makes sense that Hux is in the role that he's in because he'll never question Snoke. He'll do whatever Snoke says. I would have much rather seen Phasma in that role being more of a Tarkin about it. <laughs> the most character development Hux gets is when he looks at Kylo and go, you think that's enough? Or no, sorry, you think you got him? That's like yeah. the most character development he's had in And even that films. was an unnecessary joke. We're yep. in the last few minutes uh-huh. of the film. This should be serious. And we're still getting jokes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, they're, don't get me wrong, okay? I'm not a huge super fan of this film. I'm really not. If it wasn't... It's much like Suicide Squad. If it wasn't for Adam Driver's portrayal of Kylo Ren in this film, I probably wouldn't care. I would be completely indifferent to the whole thing, and I wouldn't have anything really positive or negative to say about it. I'd just be, eh. It was there. It was there. It happened. It's an mm. actual Star Wars movie. But because Kylo Ren grew and changed and evolved and became a real character, that's what sold this movie for me. If it wasn't for that, I wouldn't care. The things that you guys are talking about, the negative things that you're talking about, I almost 100% agree with you guys. Where my conundrum is, is I don't understand all the hate. Well, that's just, oh, I, don't I don't hate it. Hate it. I just don't like it. Not you guys. No, yeah. I'm talking about the, the general, general po- yeah. population. Yeah. Yeah. I'm talking about the people who are putting petitions oh, online see. for bringing George Lucas back to Star no, Wars. No, please God, no. Oh, have you seen episode two? <laughs> I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the guy who actually said, in total seriousness, unless he's being a troll, which is... Very likely, who actually said that episode two was a better film than this? No, Mm-mm. troll or not, that person—I don't know who you are, but I hope somebody who's listening to this knows who you are, and I hope they listen to me because you should be dragged out into the street and publicly flogged. You are an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> You should if he be used in a robot suit. Would he be Vader? <laughs> <laughs> you should be beaten in the public square as a cautionary tale to morons <laughs> like you. I'm done. <laughs> oh yeah, that's just. I I did find it interesting the pendulum that went back and forth about this movie because. The few, the lucky, There's no metal ground. <laughs> the lucky ones that got to see it in premiere at the beginning of the week, positive. Positive stuff coming out. The ones, myself included, that saw it Thursday night, all positive. I wasn't seeing any negative hate on the internet. It wasn't until about noon on Friday that the hate started. Well, there's actually... Um, uh, Rotten Tomatoes has come out and said that one of the people who was putting up negative reviews actually employed a bot and that there are a lot of negative... Uh, I, I'm talking Facebook, like Facebook oh, okay, friends. Okay. I, I use Facebook friends as my okay, guy. Right. I mean, all the rest of that... I haven't, the I haven't rest seen... Of the rotten Tomatoes and all that stuff is bought off and rigged so bad, damn bad yeah, that... It doesn't matter. I, yeah. haven't, I haven't seen any actual hatred for oh. the film... 
There was some, my childhood has been taken uh, from me, no. post by someone who's <laughs> one of our friends on Friday. <laughs> no, because that's what most people say about the Bay Transformers movies. See, and I guess, I guess for me, maybe that's a good look at it. Those films don't bother me. Because I didn't really grow up a fan of the Transformers. And neither was I. I, I knew of them. I haven't seen... I, I fell asleep. I had maybe one or two, but... I fell asleep halfway through Dark of the Moon, and that was the <laughs> last part of it I've seen. The last one I've seen was three, because it had... Uh, Dark of the Moon. Yeah, it had uh, Leonard Nimoy in it. Okay. I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, <laughs> I fell asleep either. halfway through. <laughs> Never seen it before, and I fell asleep. That's a bad sign. It, usually, I will watch a movie all the way through the first time and make a judgment call. I fell asleep. That's how bad that movie was. <laughs> it's an underworld. Our poster. uncle would have said that was a good movie because <laughs> he fell asleep. I um, just I don't understand I like all the hate, and yeah. I understand that we live in the era of the professional victim. Mm. Shoe buddy. <laughs> and and Shoe buddy. I, I really I really think that a lot of this is the new form of trolling. I really think that yeah. a lot of it is just I don't like it, so I'm gonna ruin it for everyone else. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's I think there's there's people out there who are actually making negative comments based on the negative comments of others. Yeah. Like I have first hand experience with this. I know a person who's never seen this film, who will never see this film, who is bashing it. Hardcore. Was he also maybe on the EU uh, yeah. part of the podcast? <laughs> you know, <clears throat> I don't get that. I don't understand the hate. I hated the prequels. I hated them all. And I will never forgive Uncle George for what he did. <laughs> ever. That man, if I ever see him, I will scream Anakin and kick him in the nuts as hard as I can. But he gave you mall. No, I gave myself Maul. I took Maul. <laughs> Thank you very much. Because he whizzed Maul down his leg, so don't you give me that shit. I've been saying since it first fucking came out, Dooku is a pointless character, and this should have been Darth mm -hmm. Maul. Yep. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I, I just, I don't get all the hate. I can understand where you guys are coming from, because I saw those things too. I really did. But you guys know me well enough to know that what interests me most in a film is the characters. Mm -hmm. If a character is good enough, it can color the whole movie for me. The reason we, we, you brought up Jurassic World, okay, and everybody went to see the dinosaurs, and that's fine. I, I brought that up because Ryan Johnson did okay. that one too. Mm. I didn't like Jurassic World. Why? Because there was no main character. The IRX there was, was lame? There was, nobody, <laughs> there was nobody in that film that I cared about. So there was, there was nobody for me to get invested in, so I didn't care about the movie, so I didn't like it. This film, while on par story-wise with Jurassic Park, because it's like, ooh, look at all the big explosions. Ooh, look at this giant fight at the end. Ooh, look at, it's BB-8 piloting this ATST. Isn't that awesome? No, none of that's awesome. What's <laughs> awesome is Kylo Ren growing and changing and becoming a better character. So to me, this is becoming, ironically, the new episode too. You'll just fast forward through parts where Kylo Ren doesn't show up. I mean, for everyone in general. 
You're not wrong. Point. Well, I can tell you, I probably won't watch the Bespin knockoff, whatever the hell, Canto Blight, whatever it's called. Yeah, I, I don't even care enough forward. to learn its name. Mm-hmm. We could see yeah, see, that's the thing I'm running through too. I just don't care. The only character I care about right now is Kylo Ren. I don't care. And they had in the fucking deleted scenes because they actually went ahead and said what some of the deleted scenes were today. There's a part. Uh, during the execution, where they're going to execute Finn and Rose, where Finn is talking to other stormtroopers, trying to talk them into rebelling and joining the other side. And there are six or seven that were kind of, eh. Phasma turns around and guns them all down. Why was that in there? Why couldn't she do that? Because <laughs> now you've established she's ruthless, she's heartless, 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 she's a badass. I mean, That's why she's there. She lives on a spaceship. She doesn't have a hearth. But no, they cut that. I'm like, you couldn't leave that 30 seconds in there. But then they left the the horse dogs in. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And no, no. Ooh, rebels. And the the, the total Marvel universe thing. Oh, my God. Yeah. Don't talk to me about the secret decoder ring. (laughs) Son of a bitch. Be sure sure to to drink drink your your Ovaltine. Ovaltine. Little orphan I mean, there were a lot of things wrong with this movie, and that's why I only give it like a 6-5. He's got the broom. Because yeah. there, there, there really are plenty of things wrong with this movie. Um, so one thing I want to bring us back around to is Luke. Um, I, I might be alone in this, but I actually bought Luke's change. I just here's couldn't. okay. Here's why. All right. So, um, episode five. Okay, he's with Yoda on the planet. We don't really know how long. A few days, maybe a week. A few days to a week, I would say. Yeah. And the basic training he gets from Yoda is physical. Physical. You know the the physical, physical basic force usage, but. None of the, like, mental, like, Jedi disciplines. You know, control, control, you must lose control. But we already know that Luke never really learns that. So when we see Luke again in Episode 7, he's calling himself a Jedi Knight, Jedi Master, whatever. But is he really one? No, not really. Mm. Not based on what we've seen. He's no Obi-Wan. He's no Yoda. He's not a regular Jedi. Yeah, he's he force choking people. He's, he's a great, very, he's he's a great very Jedi. Technically, he's a great. He's Jolly Bendo. Yeah. He's very. He's very gray. <laughs> so, <laughs> is it really that much of a stretch of the imagination to discover that when he's training his own crop of students, that he sees the darkness in Kylo Ren and overreacts? He's a Skywalker. Of course, he overreacts. Okay. So I didn't he, mind that he part. thinks. He thinks. No, I'm getting to a point. So he thinks, well, I better kill him. And then he thinks twice about it. He's like, no, this isn't right. Kylo Ren wakes up, gets the wrong idea. Retaliates. And then Kylo Ren goes off on his little thing and recruits the Knights of Ren, whoever the fuck they are. I was going to come back around that. Were, Were they the Praetorians? Where the fuck are they? I'm going with they were the Praetorians. So whoever the fuck they are, Brings down Luke's Jedi Temple, kills all the other Jedi who don't adhere to what their idea of what it is is, and Luke goes into a self-imposed exile 
a la Yoda mm. for failing to kill the Emperor. Which, fuck you, Uncle George, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, so he does this. Is it really that hard to imagine Luke becoming a bitter old curmudgeon? Cut off from the Force... Living on a planet all by himself because he feels like he failed. Is it really that hard to imagine Luke making that leap? If it was within five years of that happening, no. 20 years down the line, though, he would want to correct his wrongs. But, but where would Luke have learned that from? Where would he have learned that sagacious mindset from? Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> what? That's where he would have learned it from. So His you're, dad you're implying the Uncle potential Owen? for being... No. Uncle, Uncle Owen. Owen? Uncle Owen was an asshole. He wasn't that bad. Besides, he spent how many years around Leia and Han and Chewie yeah. and everybody in the Rebellion? We don't know that he spent any time around them. He did to begin with. Where are you getting that Because there's a three-year time jump between four and five, so there's three years there. Okay, so let's take Shadows of the Empire, the least sucky like of the that. EU books. Mm-hmm. He wasn't really around him much during that time either. Shadows doesn't follow him, though. Shadows follows Dash. No, it doesn't. The game does. The book doesn't. Oh, well. Just the, Luke would have I think picked the it up from somebody. With a lot of this here is you got to... <laughs> do you look at just what happens in the movies... And, and you that's have what I'm to getting at. Forget and block out all this other stuff we know because we're super fans. That's but what I'm getting at. Three other movies of Luke where he would have done that. And now he's just Meh, get off my lawn. <laughs> it's <laughs> not that bad. <laughs> I I think <laughs> I think and this is what the problem is, it's almost like we're missing a movie. Yeah, that's uh that part we're missing a movie now that should maybe been episode part of that should have been episode nine and ray maybe should have done something else but it falls back in into the i'm sorry Alec. no go ahead continue my thought here we're missing a movie in the sense of we have i'm just picking up a throwing a quick movie together or a little part of a movie or whatever that you show luke opening a jedi academy Kylo Ren coming to him, Luke, you know, Han and Leia dropping off Kylo Ren to him, him training him, him failing him, the whole scene with him debating about could it be a slow progression of Snoke corrupting him and stuff, the training and stuff like this. All you get is flashbacks of this. And like we said, where's the not Ren? What are these yeah, people are stuff? They? It's Who almost like we're missing a movie yeah, here of that. telling all the stuff they're trying to do in these flashbacks that could have been a movie. Deep. No, we wouldn't have had this discussion. Of course he is. My God, the way he failed him and stuff in that in ep five and a half, or six and a half, whatever you want to call it here. Oh yeah, he would excel himself because he failed his fa- he failed his sister and his brother in law so bad with their child they entrusted him to, you know, just the, there could have we could have felt more of this. I think we're being forced to feel that with through flashbacks, and in my mind, I kind of put the story together, but we never no. was shown yeah. the story. The, the other way I buy this though that Luke got to this point because this is all based off one failure. He failed Kylo. It wiped. It's a massive failure, but it's still just one failure. If it had mentioned he failed there and. There and there and there. Like any time he tried to do something, he fucked it up. Yes, I buy it a hundred percent. 
And I, I accept that yeah. as a valid argument that we're we don't have enough information to make a make an informed decision whether or not that's yeah, acceptable. No, can't, can't work the, the the only the only the only thing I'm saying is that I'm not I don't really care and this is why. Because these films shouldn't be about Luke and Leia and Han. In my opinion, they shouldn't have even fucking been in them. Set it a hundred years past. Exactly. Yeah. Then we don't have this discussion. Exactly. They never should have been involved, period. And don't get me wrong, I love Mark Hamill. I do. Um, Carrie Fisher, uh, Harrison Ford, ultimate badass. I'm sorry, I was sad and upset when they killed him off in Seven. I didn't think that was necessary. But that being said, these films shouldn't be about them. They should be supporting characters. So in that regard, I don't really care if Luke is a curmudgeonly old Yoda wannabe. Because I don't want the film to be about him. If I want to see a film about him, I'll go watch the original fucking trilogy because it is actually about him. I want to see movies about Rey and Kylo and... Uh, maybe Finn a little bit, <laughs> but I, I I don't want to see a film about Luke, and that's why I didn't care the direction they took with Luke mm. because I didn't want it to be about Luke. And by putting Luke in it, you automatically make it about Luke, no matter maybe, what you uh, do. Maybe that's their mistake. Exactly. Because episode seven, the whole point of the movie was finding Luke Skywalker. Yeah. And then eight, we find him. And that's probably what the problem is with it. Like I said, we said it 60 years after Jedi. 50 years when after they're Jedi. All dead. Yeah, they're, they're all dead. They're dead. Maybe Doesn't the main matter. character finds out they have Skywalker blood. And then, you know, you know maybe Kylo that's how they Ren is in. in his 30s. Yeah. He's Luke. He's Han and Leia's son, yes. And all these bad things happened in his training, yes. But Luke is dead. Leia mm-hmm. is dead. Han is dead. He's on his own. And here's Rey. It doesn't matter who she is, where nope. she came from, or anything like that. And you can build on that however you want to. But because Disney wanted that tether with the original trilogy, because the original cast was all alive, because they had to have that tether, we have this. And while I don't think it's terrible that they made Luke the way he is, it's unnecessary. The whole thing is unnecessary. She could have easily have come across one of Luke's old students who survived the destruction of the temple via Kylo Ren and the Knights of Ren. She who came she across goes the books. Exactly. Yeah. Anything other than what we got. So you're totally right. It doesn't make sense. But the reason why I say it doesn't make sense is for a totally different reason. Because he shouldn't have been there in the first place. So let's talk about astral projecting Luke Skywalker. <laughs> Jesus. Well, he, it's, it's a Doctor Strange moment because that's what Strange no. does. I mean, it's not outside the purview of a Jedi to no. be able but, to do that. But where did he learn that skill? Not only that, but the simple fact that he supposedly cut himself off from the Force, comes back and uses it and Full saves force the Resistance. Right away. And then just goes, poof. Yeah, full force, full access to powers that other Jedi have not exhibited in the past. Other Sith haven't exhibited right. in the past. And suddenly he, he can it. do it. He did have the books. 
Now, it is hinted that way back in the day that they were able to do that, not that distance, but do that. But, but Keith, you made the comment, he had those books. Yes, he had those books, but Yoda put those books in the trash bin when he said there's nothing in those books that Ray doesn't already know. Because she wrote the books. She's huh? reincarnation of the first Force user. Oh, for the love of God. <laughs> yeah, does he say, I, I'm, because something Brandon said is different. Well, well, we're on the Luke thing real quick here. I could have bought the poof ending if it was one of those. That was his, you know, equivalent exchange was in order for him to reconnect to the force. That's an alchemist. Yes. Well, enable for him to reconnect to the force and use it. Basically, he had to, you know, sacrifice himself. Edward, Edward. You know, just I'm going to do this. Yes, it's going to kill me. That's fine. I, I'm willing to make this sacrifice since I, you know, screwed up with Leia's son. I'm going to attach your spirit to Darth Vader's old burnt-up armor. I would totally buy that. <laughs> Force to go. <laughs> I I would um I would like to point out one of my favorite scenes in the movie and what really it it might have gone unnoticed by a lot of people. It didn't go unnoticed by me, but in in Kylo Ren's development, he gets out of the shadow of Vader. In a very simple scene, where he destroys his helmet. Yeah, yeah. Right there, he comes out of Vader's shadow. He says, "I don't need this helmet. I don't need to be my grandfather." And he just smashes that helmet right there in the elevator. That that scene right there set the whole tone of his character for me. And from that point on, I was like, "When's he going to be on screen next?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, Keith, I kind of cut you off there so I can do my equivalent um, exchange. W- yeah, that. Um... I'd have bought it that way, then. I've been okay with it. What exactly does Yoda say? When? When he said about the books. There's nothing in those books that the girl doesn't already know. Is it already know or already have? Already know. There's nothing in those books the girl does not already know. So they're alluding to the idea that the books are nothing more than the mindset. That or... It's that whole... Now, with Episode Nine, Disney said they were going to reconnect the prequel trilogy. It's established in the prequel trilogy of reincarnation, birth from nothing. If they're going to connect it, and they're dragging that chain along, well... You know, and then they they built up a lot in in Rebels and Clone Wars, the first brother-sister Force user. They built that up a long time not to use it. They... Which, in my opinion, is the greatest three episodes on the Clone Wars cartoon. I like a I like Ahsoka's trial. Eh. No, because eh. at the end of it, she's like, "Fuck, Fuck you. you, I'm done." No. Yeah, that moment, yes, but the whole like, and there's that moment where he becomes Vader when Anakin becomes Vader while he's on that planet. You know, basically mm-hmm. alluding to the person he's going to become. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Anyway, tangent. Hey, then. The part in our discussion I was going to make is mute. If that's, if we can discuss it. I could be remembering. Brandon was under the assumption, and I thought I remembered it. Again, I've only seen the movie once. That he said there's nothing in there pointing to the tree that she, or there are the books that she doesn't already have. And we, Brandon took that and pointed out because you see the books in her yeah, possession in later. Falcon. 
Yoda already knew there was nothing in the tree when he set it on fire because he knew, already knew Ray had took the books, alluding to <laughs> so there's nothing she already has mm-hmm. because I know she took she the books them. and stuff. So I set it on fire and burned it away because I one, know she already took the books. One could say she smuggled them. Mm. Mm. That way, uh, you got the bell. <laughs> yeah, that way Luke doesn't get pissed off at her. Oh no! What is he going to do? Turn her away from training? I, I want to make an exception to one thing you say. You call Luke an emo. I'm sorry, but an emo is a person who weeps uncontrollably at the slightest inconvenience. Not somebody who lacks the emotional range beyond a stump. Like I said, I I, I think I fixed that later when I said cranky old Jedi hermit. Yeah, cranky old Jedi hermit, yes. Cranky old Jedi emo hermit, no. Because guess what? He has the emotional range of a stump. He really does. Yeah, um, he mm. never feels anything about anyone ever until that like very brief moment that doesn't actually count because he wasn't actually there with Leia. That's the most emotional he gets through the whole movie. Which is a waste of a good actor. <laughs> um... Is there anything else we want to hit on at this point? Uh, maybe favorite scene or favorite, not as a main scene, just a little thing they threw in there that you personally liked. Oh, um, I I did notice the one time I watched it, Leia had Han's vest on. I can't remember oh. what scene it was, but she had his vest on. It probably would have been in the mines then. I no, honestly didn't I even noticed notice that, that right off the bat, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. Okay. Um. I don't, I don't, honestly, probably just we get to see Poe be a good pilot. So just be told okay. he's an ace pilot. Now there is one thing in that scene I don't like. It's when he's attacking and flipping around turn. to shoot the X wings. <laughs> he pushes it to one side, and the X wing turns to the other side. And I'm like, Ugh. can I just point out one little thing that really bothered me about that scene? Your mother <laughs> Be, being being, being a, a student of science because I'm in no means a like uh, an experienced scientist. I don't have a degree or anything, but I'm a student oh, of science. I get to be crouched old Jedi hermit. <laughs> I I love I love science. Why did those bombs fall? Momentum from inside they're, the aircraft. Technically, they're magnetic. Oh, they just didn't bother telling you that. Okay, because I'm like. If That's the why bomb they had bay is open, <laughs> it's a zero-G environment inside the bomb bay. Which also and means you shouldn't clearly, have the explosions. There's clearly no propellant on the bombs, okay. so they're falling for no reason. <laughs> also, you, perhaps you could argue a ship of that size, since it does have an artificial gravity, would be an artificial gravity that would be pulling towards it as well. And and if the bomb bay is open, how is that girl surviving in there in the first place? I thought that twice. <laughs> Like, there's, like, no oxygen in there you right now. You can't do that. that you one, can't do things I, like that. I, I, I can argue that one, too, a little bit. There's a magnetic field like they have over their ha- hangar base and stuff that allows stuff to pass I'd, through it. I'd also <laughs> like to point out the fact that it they sent in and only one bomber did the job. Why did they send 30? Because they knew the other 29 <laughs> weren't going to make up. it. Because turtles they're... fucking travel faster <laughs> than those spaceships. Are the, those are the slowest bombers ever. I, I, I like... 
I like that, and here's why. Sacrifice. Like, that's why. You know what I was uh, thinking the entire yeah. time? Yeah. Where the fuck their Y-Wings, at least yeah. they moved? No, no, yeah. no. The whole time I was thinking, when did this become Memphis Bell? <laughs> that, yeah, that, that's exactly what, and I like that. Not, not wrong. I like that because... Because they're like crashing into one another, and I'm like, all we need is for one guy to fall out of the nose, and we are watching Memphis <laughs> Bell at this point. <laughs> He's not wearing a parachute. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's in space. He always just floated back to the ship, right? right yeah. yeah. I'm sorry, I had to. Yeah. Just, no, no, no. It just like I, it just boggled my mind the whole I, the, thing. It was just like I like that because it was very a World War II, like you guys said, Memphis Bell and stuff like that, which the original trilogy had a lot of influence mm-hmm. from World War II. I took that it was a nice thing, like, hey. We knew the original trilogy was very influenced. They used a lot of the props and shit from it was from World War II. Here's a little World War II thrown in there. The other thing I'm going to point out real quick here. Um, now, granted, this is going into the EU when they explained how the hyperdrives work. Um, once they realize there's a center of gravity, they stop and get pulled out of hyperspace. So, Snoke's giant fucking planet-sized destroyer should have stopped any hyperdrive going towards it. You mean a Super Star Destroyer? Wherever the fuck it was. It was a Super Star Destroyer. It was massive. It was bigger than any in the original trilogy. Yeah, but it was still a Super Star Destroyer. It's fucking moon-sized. That's no moon. (laughs) (laughs) That's no moon. It's a Super Star Destroyer. Keith's been like... That was my... Favorite part of the whole movie. No, no, I because like that for part. years, for years, it was. I always wondered what happens if a spacecraft goes to hyperspace through another spacecraft, and they showed what happened. I like that part. I'm just saying they kind of, like I said, and it was in the EU where they explained how the hyperspace. explained this stuff work. like what is, that. What does Han say? We could. We could pass through a star or bounce through a supernova and then end your trip real, real quick, quick, wouldn't it? Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, I always wondered, like, is it just, is it the ship moving really, really fast or is it warping space? They're hyperdrive, so it's the ship moving fast. Really, really fast. Starfleet has warp drives, warp which drive. is warp, warping warp space. And the way that they show it doesn't make any sense in Star Trek. I was thinking about that the other day. Like, they warp space. Like, the, uh, at the beginning, they showed that preview of A Wrinkle in Time, which I will point out was one of my favorite books as a young man. And now that I'm older and more wise in science, it doesn't make any sense. Oprah. But they're, yeah, but they're they're talking they're talking about warping space, and the fastest point between uh, isn't a straight line. It's eliminating the trip entirely, and that's a that's um, that's also in Event Horizon. It's an old Sam Neill, Larry Fishburne movie that a lot mm-hmm. of people haven't seen. But um, so if Star Trek is a warp drive and they're actually warping space time to get from one point to another, their trip shouldn't be instantaneous. They should be um, bam, we're there. It can't because you can only warp space so far. That's why they have warp one through ten. Okay. Because warp one, it's a little divot. Two, it's a little bigger. Three, yeah. it's a little bigger. You so bend it more and more and more. You're more bending more. it more. Right. You can only bend it so far before, in theory, it snaps. <laughs> the ship tears itself apart. Yeah. Okay, so that that aside. No, um, I like they showed it, because as soon as it's like, oh, she, oh, and they showed it, and it's so glorious. Cause I'm, and yes, you are correct, Charlie. That's the whole science and stuff, but I'm science air quoting here, behind the inductor cruisers they always use in Star Wars that keep people from jumping to mm-hmm, drive mm-hmm. because it simulated the, the gravity wells of a massive planet. But... 
it's a safety mechanism in yes. the co- in the hyperdrive computer. Theoretically, you could override it. That, that was exactly what I was getting ready to say. She could have turned that off. Yeah. No, I didn't. I liked that mm-hmm. scene. I'm not saying there was anything wrong with said scene, but it's kind of like, mm, yeah, no, I guess that was EU where they technically explained that because it was the uh, Thrawn trilogy. Where did, I think did anybody else in. while watching her on screen? What was her name? Admiral. Uh, I know the actress's Oldo. name, Oldo. Oldo Did any, yeah. anybody else just go Dr. Lavender Ellie? Ellie? <laughs> yeah. oh, well, see, yeah. now, sad thing is, I was sitting there going, it's a God, she's fucking familiar. Yeah, Why I did the I same not? thing. Yeah. Oh, Ellie Sadler yeah. from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Lavender, Edli- Lavender Where's Ellie. Where's the Velociraptors? Space uh, Velociraptors. <laughs> Those are your knights are in there, the Velociraptors. Uh, we can have a discussion about sexism and survival situations later. Yeah. I do, and one of the other things. Oh, oh okay. Uh, my favorite. Uh, did we all say our favorites? Alex, Chris uh, hasn't. Oh, favorite scene or favorite little, said po. little part? Yeah, favorite part. What? Well, it's really a, an Easter egg at that point. Leia's vest. But, yeah, you said um, Leia's vest. Yeah, he said Leia's. <laughs> I'll have to think about vest. it. Um, I'll come back to me. I'm. I can't point it to a specific like. Well, I mean, it technically is one scene. It's when Kylo goes up to meet Snoke. And Snoke's like, take that ridiculous mask off. And then he's looking at it in the elevator, and he's just, you know, you Throws can. Throws a tantrum. You can, well, yeah, but you he's can Skywalkers. see him thinking, like. Well, at least Luke's I tantrum can't was be just, Vader. I to go to Tashi yeah. Station. You, you can almost hear him thinking, I can't be Vader, so why should I try to be? And he just bashes that helmet to pieces. That was probably my favorite scene in the whole movie. Okay. And yours was the hyperspace. It was boom. the little thing about doing the hyperspace thing. I, I was meaning that more just a little thing so like that of seeing did like anybody catch where they said I've got a bad feeling about this. No. Nope. No, I sure did. Because no one says it in English. Apparently, that's what BB Ape says when he goes, "Good beeps, buddy." That that's what he's came out and said. Oh no, it's in there. BB Eight says it. Bullshit! Yeah. You forgot to put it in there. <laughs> yeah, don't don't keep trying to make a tether to the original. Yeah, trilogy. it's what I said. Um, I mean, it, it was really hard not to notice all the beat for beats from from uh, ESB and ROTJ. It was really hard not to notice those. I noticed them all. Um, but see, here's the thing: when I watched Episode Seven for the first time, I hated it. Why? Because it was a beat for beat remake of A New Hope. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to watch A New Hope. If I wanted to watch A New Hope, I'd go watch A New Hope. I wanted to see something new and different. I took off that bias. And then I liked Episode 7. So when I went in, I expected to see Beat for Beats from ESB. So I immediately, before even walking into the theater, took off that bias. And just tried to judge it based on if I'd never seen ESB before. And that helped a lot. I thought, oh, it was... I thought we were reenacting the click, 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 no, click, 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 click. Oh. Um, what the fuck? The dark side mirror? I'm just going to call it a mirror because it wasn't a cave. <laughs> yeah. um, that actually sounded pretty good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it actually sounded really good to it. I have a question, and I want your guys' opinion on this. Okay. So um, when we're reenacting the Hoth scene on the red planet, <laughs> on, the, on the salt planet here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Salt. The guy 
it stands up and looks through the binoculars to see the walkers coming. It's an older man doing that. Is that the same actor from Empire? I don't know. See, I it just struck me. Why is it an old? Not like they made the character old. It is an old man, an did old actor else, standing there. I was like, did they use the same guy from the first? I think we would have heard about it if it was, but that just I was like, is that? The, I, I will <laughs> say something real quick though about the crystal foxes, the Pokemon. No, like literally, they are a Pokemon. <laughs> Yeah. Like in, is it Sun and Moon or the set before? There is a Crystal Fox Pokemon that has almost the exact same fucking name. It looks the same. It sounds the same. I'm like, fucking really? Just make it Pikachu and be done with it. Did anybody else, when we're looking at the new ATAT design, did anybody else get less of a robot camel vibe and more of a like. Gorilla? Gorilla. Gorilla. Because yeah. yeah. it was like walking. Yeah, yeah. it, it like almost was like walking on its knuckles. knuckles. Yeah. yeah, it was a gorilla. Yeah. yeah. Now, did you notice that, though, they actually had an original ATAT in the attack? Yes. One. There was one. It was there. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what the fuck else? There's one other thing I was going to say. I'll, I'll think of it in a minute. Something else I would have. I personally would have done. I would have had Leia die. But They've really painted themselves into a corner with mm-hmm. that. I because really, her and lavender hair would have switched places. Yeah, in, yeah. in my in, movie. Now, now, if they would have done that, then I would have been fine with lavender that's hair. That's why it yeah. should have been Leia or Akbar or both of them doing that stunt. Yeah, you know, rest mm-hmm. in peace, Carrie Fisher. But she's gone yeah. now, and, and they it, have painted themselves into a corner. Well, and now that they killed Luke, well, if Episode Nine was supposed to be Leia's last movie in in theory. Oh fuck! Yeah, what do we do? How do we explain mm-hmm. she's gone? Like I said, we they get said Pokemon she's Luke. not going to appear in it at all. <clears throat> There's no footage of her. She's not going to be CGI. She's just not going to be in it. I believe and it. And to I be to be fair, if they really wanted what to pull it off, they can, because in Guardians of the Galaxy, they pull off that young Kurt Russell very mm-hmm. well. I mean, he does Pretty not cool. look and even, fake. Well, you well, haven't, haven't seen, seen Rogue, Rogue One. One, but Leia and Tarkin are in that, and yeah. they look fine. Do yeah. they? Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. Oh, I just remember the Tarkin the, is. Yeah, the Tarkin's I remember really the Tarkin good. from uh, from Episode Three. Oh God, no! It's <laughs> way no. no, no, no. It is <laughs> light years. It's not that. as bad. It's not the worst CGI effect ever made, which, in my opinion, in a in a in modern a movie, modern like. High high value production (laughs) film because there's some really bad like low production films out there, but like in a in a mainstream high production film, the worst CGI effect in my opinion is in the Mummy Returns, the Scorpion King, the Scorpion King. That is the worst CGI effect ever. (laughs) Granted, that was two thousand what four. So it wasn't quite as bad as that, but the the Tarkin in Episode Three, like with the with the, I don't even want to call them cheekbones because those were cheek horns. Growths on the cheek. No, they That's actually, a serious calcium problem, and you need to go have that looked at by a doctor. It looked like Peter Cushing. It, it sounded yeah, like the, Peter Cushing. The CGI Cushing. from Rogue One. From not, Rogue One. Yeah. Yeah. Not the, it, not, really good. <laughs> not cheek horns. Cheek horns. That's something that I He didn't have uh, the chorns. Yeah. But yes. no, yeah, I would have had her die too, and... That way, she definitely. <laughs> Original cast is finally done. We can get new. We can yeah. we can go forward. And she definitely should have took Lavender Ellie's place yes. at the end of mm-hmm. end of the film. She really should. Because have. and Kylo says that you know about letting the past die, letting go, letting yeah. letting it die. Am I the only one who really really wanted 
Kylo Ren and Rey to hook up and then experience the rest of the story together. Oh, yes. I said that was yes. one of the ways I would have yeah, bought it. I mean, they should have... Have them join forces. I, was, like, that I, was, I understood, but was so disappointed that that didn't happen. To me, that would have been the Vader is my dad moment of this yeah. movie if they yeah. would have done it. Give me I was already twist. shocked that he turned on Snoke, but that would have been just... that. Would, I probably would have really liked the film if they would have did that. Because I see, knew the fact that they wouldn't was coming. I knew but in the back perfect. of my mind that that was coming. Because but Luke, God, I wanted it to happen. It was perfect because Luke basically shunned her, so she could yeah. have been like, you know what? Fuck it all. I'm going to enjoy it. No fingers. I, I I'll really, rule this fucking galaxy. I really, really wanted to see Rey and Kylo experience the rest of the story together and as opposed to on opposing ends. The, of the shirtless spectrum. scene. Why? Oh, because. Because they could. But in every Marvel movie, there is shirtless guy m- m- moment. I guess you might as well say Disney at this point. Mm. But it's always shirtless guy, shirtless guy, shirtless guy. Where's a shirtless guy? Well, we can't do that. That's sexist. I mean, why? Don't get me wrong. I don't want to take away anything from Adam Driver. He's a good looking guy, but I don't want to see that. I don't either. And they're like, well, it was to, you know, basically show that they didn't have any control over this. You you could have done it too, like different ways. Yeah, like rape. You could know, you as much comedy. On, just leave see, it. they could have had as much him comedy going to as visit. I want to sprinkle yeah. in there. He could have been on the shitter, and you see like the corner of a bathroom. Or to make it more serious, he could have been on his way to see Snoke, and he's talking to her, and the door is open, and he says something, and she's gone, and then Snoke's like, "What?" or something along yeah. those lines. They could have tied it in a little bit better. I mean, we were talking about Snoke earlier, and I'll just put this out there. I didn't really care about Snoke. No. I didn't I just want he's a worthless character. Yeah, I, didn't I just want, want to know what to he do is. With him and it's just like goodbye. Yeah, it's, I'm with Christopher. The only thing I want to know is who he is or what he is. So. He's he's a he's a bitch Sith that should die like they always no, do. He's they've said he's not a Sith. He's well, just a dark side user, and he's from the far outer reaches. And he's seen the Empire rise and fall. I don't know. Maybe he's related okay. to the like the Dathomiri. Hmm. Like one of the you're, male. You're, you're talking legends there. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's immune. But. Is he a you know Darth Plagueis offspring? Is he one of the Emperor's clones that basically became conscious of itself? Like, there's other ways they could exp- tell me something. Yeah, I is mean, he Darth Plagueis? I mean, killing they him said off. He's not, they I know, said but, he's yeah. not Plagueis. Killing him off didn't matter to me because I didn't care about him in the first place. So it's just like, okay, bye. But. But my whole problem with that is, what happens in 9 now? Yeah, is it just, you know, I would have much rather seen Kylo and Rey learn... See, and back to my my gripe with it was, let's destroy the Rebellion and the Imperials, whatever the fuck they call them out, I'm just going to call Resistance, them that. Resistance, yeah. And they could have had them join. Rey would have went to destroy the Resistance. Kylo could have went to destroy the First Order. Yeah. Huge missed opportunity here, in my opinion. Yeah. No, I totally agree. But again, didn't ruin the movie for me. None of the none of the bad things, and I agree with you guys on a lot of them. None of the bad things that I experienced in the movie ruined the movie for me. I did not walk out of there feeling like I did not spend my ten dollars well. No, the first time I walked out, I kind of felt like I was not necessarily kicked in the nuts, but it definitely glanced one. <laughs> mm-hmm. The second time, I think because my expectations have already been fucking deflated, I was like. Eh, it's not as terrible the second time. But, you know, that doesn't justify and make it, make it good yeah. either. I just left the theater meh and confused of what they're going to do now because there's really nothing else to do. 
If if I could subtitle it, would be missed opportunities. Star Wars yeah. Episode Eight: Missed Opportunities. Yeah. yeah. Adam Driver shirtless. <laughs> I'm trying not to think about it. <laughs> so I wish not either. Uh, Speaking of Adam Driver, did you see someone face swapped him and Keanu Reeves? Yeah, yeah you can barely that. tell the difference. You yeah. can tell a small difference, but not much. Do we have anything else we want to talk about? We went a little long on this one. Um, know okay. how to use the force. Don't let my negativities sway you from seeing the movie. Go see it. Yeah, enjoy if you it. haven't seen it, I don't care. It. I think all of us would agree on that. Go, go enjoy it. Go have fun. It is Star Wars. It's supposed to be fun. I just take don't it one step further. That. Don't Ooh, subscribe to the hate. Don't yeah. don't let. You know, I mean, we're uber fanboys here, and you know, I mean, you can hate what they of, do to Phasma. Yeah, that's fine. there's Hell, a lot yeah, of yeah, that's yeah, Everybody should hate that, but there's a, there's a lot of expectations involved, and you know, if if I pull myself out of myself for five seconds, as if that's possible, and look at it objectively as a person who's never seen Star Wars, who's never experienced anything about Star Wars, who doesn't know as much about Star Wars as I do. It's a pretty good movie. And I think that's what it is. I think Disney has marveled it. I've said it before. I think they've made it appeal to a more general audience because that's more money. Can't blame them because more money means more profit, means more films. But my fear is it becomes too generic and I just lose all passion to go see it. (laughs) But it became a $40 billion franchise because of the fanboys, not because of the general audience. That's my remark with that. And I don't want it to become like the Marvel Universe. I could give two shits about any new superhero movie because it's just fucking oversaturated at this point. I could give two shits. <laughs> at this point, I'm seeing him just because I like Guardians. Wars there. I love Guardians. That's probably about the only one I like. Yeah, I'm like the other I, ones. I don't give a shit about. I I watched Guardians of the Galaxy because I could rent it on Amazon for five dollars, so I watched it and I liked it better than the original. And I got it for a Christmas present, but it's not something I went out of my way to watch. Thor Ragnarok, while I have some interest in it, is not something I'm yeah. going to go out of my way to watch. About the only thing coming out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe right now that I'm actually interested in seeing, that I'm like invested in seeing, is Infinity, Infinity Wars. Wars. Mm-hmm. See, and that's my fear that's going to happen to this franchise. It's going to become so over-milked and over-saturated with all these movies. and Like the Han Solo spinoff? I'll have no desire it, to see them. It's out in four and a half months, and we still don't it comes have out May 25th. Teaser yeah. But there's there no anything, teaser. Is there any film in the Star Wars universe that I could possibly care less about? Rogue One. Yeah, you're... Episode 2? <laughs> that didn't happen. That's <laughs> <not really>. <laughs> <laughs> um, I already know. Off. See, with the Solo movie, I already know what I want to, is, what I want to happen won't. Oh, I'm just going to leave it at that. Oh, no, no, no. It no, won't no. happen. So, but I will see two of the things I want to see. He will win the Falcon. He will do the Castle Run. If I see those, I'll be all right with it. That's technically Legends now. I know it is. But it is mentioned over and over again in the movies. Why would they build it up and not do it? But anyway, that's a story for a different We just thing. had a whole three-hour movie about that, so fuck it. At this point, uh, I do believe we can quit any time we want. Oh, but where's the fun in that? Good night, everyone. And that does it for another episode of The Geekaholics! What crazy shenanigans will our hosts get into next? Join us on the next fun-filled episode to find out! Same geek time, same geek channel!